Hola, are you a Latina or woman of color new to marketing and need tips for landing that first job? Or maybe you are a new business owner looking to implement new marketing strategies for your business. Or just looking for personal development tips to advance in your career? I am Vanessa Parra, your host, hospitality and travel marketer, and now your marketing bestie. I will be spilling the tea on everything I know on how to land that marketing job. I will share behind the scenes of being a Latina in marketing and shedding light on barriers and struggles people of color face, especially when you're the only one in a corporate setting. I will also touch on manifestation tips that have helped me attract my dream career slash life. But most importantly, I will be spotlighting other influential Latinos and people of color marketers from our community. So grab your cafecito or drink of choice and let's listen in. Welcome to Influence with Cultura podcast. Welcome to another episode of Influence with Cultura. I am your host, Vanessa Parra. How's your October going? Mine has been really great, actually. I've been super busy the past few months slash weeks. And finally, things are getting better, at least on my end, personally, professionally, um, every way in my life that you can think of. Things are getting better. This weekend, I was able to hang out with some friends. Um, I was able to hang out with my family, and then today, my daughter and I got to spend some quality time together. We went to our local pumpkin patch and got some um, pumpkins, and then we came home, had dinner, and did some arts and crafts with the pumpkins, and it was just awesome to be able to enjoy that time with my daughter because I know she loves it, I love it. And I just love doing arts and crafts. And when I was a kid, I used to love doing that. And I don't get to do it as much as an adult. So being able to do that and spend time with my daughter while listening, listening to Tay-Tay. Um, my daughter loves Taylor Swift. She's a big Swiftie. And my daughter's pretty small. She's only seven years old. Um, but yeah, that was just a very magical moment where we're painting carving pumpkins and listening to some Taylor Swift. But anyhow, for today, um, or for this week, my episode's going to be about influencers versus content creators. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I know every industry is different, no matter what, if you're a social media manager, at some point in your career, even if you're a freelancer or you work for an agency, well, definitely if you work for an agency, or if you're part of a marketing team, depending on how big the company is, you might get to work with influencers. And me personally, I love it. It's like one of my favorite things to do as a social media manager. And I just wanted to let you know and talk to you about the difference between an influencer and a content creator because I know at the beginning stages of your career you might not know or if you haven't really worked with influencers or content creators you might not know <laughs> so I just want to make sure that you know the difference and you know both the benefits and I guess the cons of working with either one but no matter what I think it's a great way to you know just get more reach, attract a new audience, 
um, different things like that and just help grow your social media following, not just for yourself, but um, for your employer. So let's get started. Okay, let's start off with an influencer. There is an exact number of followers that you can say, okay, if you hit this mark, you're an influencer. In reality, we're all influencers. If you have any type of social media following, even if it's like 50 followers, you're an influencer. Or even if you don't have a following, at the end of the day, you're an influencer in your industry, in your job, because most likely you've networked with different people, you have friends, you have coworkers. So at the end of the day, honestly, we're all influencers. But yes, when we think of influencers or at least yeah, influencers in social media, this is what you might encounter. So there's different levels of influencers. Let's start off with nano influencers. So a nano, nano influencer can be someone that has a following between 10,000 to maybe like 50,000. That's considered a nano influencer. Then anything over like 60,000 up to 100,000, that would be considered a micro influencer. And then anything after that is more of like a mega influencer. And when I think of mega influencers, I think of like celebrities and just like really well-known established individuals. But either way, like I mentioned, it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. At the end of the day, you're an influencer. Now you may ask, what influencer should my company collaborate with or work with? And we only have 30 minutes <laughs> to talk about this. I can talk about this forever and ever. Um, the reasons why you work with influencers and things that I've noticed brands are just doing wrong in general. Uh, so if you don't know who I am, I am the social media digital marketer. My background is in hospitality and travel, or also known as a destination marketer. So I've worked with a lot of travel influencers. That's my specialty. Uh, but anything that I talk about, I'm sure you can apply it with any industry. So if you're like in the beauty industry or fashion or whatever, a lot of these methods, a lot of these things, you can apply it towards that as well. So just listen, see what best fits you and apply it to your social media strategy. So I know when people think of influencers, they always want to work with someone that has like millions of followers because they think, oh, if I work with an influencer that has a million of followers, I'll probably get more followers or um, I'll get more sales. And all of that is just very hard to um, really explain. So I'm just going to explain it the best that I can. First of all, just because someone has millions of followers doesn't really mean they're an influencer. Because at the end of the day, brands want to work with influencers because they want to make money. And this has happened to me where I collaborated with a influencer and they were more like a micro influencer, but I worked with them and I did my research. I looked at their media kit. I looked at their following. I ensured that their audience was my ideal audience 
because that's something else that you need to consider that just because there's an influencer that has millions of followers, if their audience would never buy your product or your services, and when I say your product or services, I'm talking about like your employer or who you're working for. Um, but again, if you have your own agency or your clients, obviously. Um, and that's something that you always have to consider that no matter how big or small this influencer is, they need to have the ideal audience that your company needs or wants or knows that at the end of the day, that following will purchase the product or services that your company has to offer. So for example, say I have, I'm working for a hotel, right? And our demographics are, I don't know, people that are like in their 60s or 70s, and it's a very quiet hotel slash location. I obviously would not be working with a travel influencer who's there, who has a big audience that targets, targets like Gen Zs. Like that just wouldn't make sense because yes, maybe they might come and spend a night at the hotel I work for, but at the end of the day, that's not our ideal audience. We're looking for older people that have money because the that hotel, it's a luxury hotel. They're planning to you know, drop a few thousand dollars per night. And I'm not saying a Gen Z doesn't have the money because I'm sure in any demographic, any audience, there's, you know, different people. Some have no money, some have a lot of money. I'm not saying that, but at the end of the day, our ideal client is someone who's older, that has a lot of money, that is looking for a place, you know, just to relax, unwind from their busy um, work style or work lifestyle because maybe they're CEOs or, you know, they run a business. I don't know. But a Gen Z might not be our ideal client. So again, why would I waste my time working with a travel influencer whose audience is a Gen Z? So anyways, going back to my story, I worked with an influencer who was a micro influencer. I looked at their engagement rate. I looked at their uh, following their ideal audience. I looked at the brands that they've worked with in the past and just, it looked like a really good fit, you know, but at the end of the day, um, those likes or whatever did not turn into sales. And that's something else that a lot of brands don't realize that when you work with an influencer and you want things or you want those likes to convert into actual sales, you have you need to have a strategy in place, first of all. And second, you need to have very clear expectations with that influencer. So it's pretty much a partnership, you know. You need to tell that influ influencer ahead of time before they start creating any content, your expectations and what you want out of this collaboration. And in return, you need to pay them because that's the other thing that brands get upset because they say, oh, you know what? I don't like working with influencers Influencers because there's no return on my investment. But then if you ask them, well, how much did you pay them? Oh, nothing. I just gave them a free night or I gave them a free entrance to whatever services you offer or I gave them free products. No. If you really want to work with an influencer and you really want to turn all those 
followers into actual sales into loyal customers you need to pay that influencer and you need to pay that influencer what they're worth and that's something else that i was able to see who or what influencer actually took their influence as a business or if it was a side hobby someone that had experienced or knew their worth managed our collaborations as a business and someone who is brand new or maybe didn't know or was shy treated it more like a hobby and i right away saw the difference but because again i believe in paying people what they're worth i never paid an influencer under the market but at the same time i knew if i worked with an influencer that did not pretty much charge, I guess, what they were worth, then it would make me second guess their content. Like, what if it wasn't good? You know, like I would have to do a lot of research in order for me to want to work with them. And so that's something that just to keep in mind, and that could be a whole nother podcast episode, that if you're if you're trying to be an influencer, or you want to be an influencer, or you are an influencer, like you need to pretty much manage this as your business and see these collaborations as your clients. And on the brown side, as a social media manager managing these campaigns, you need to realize that these influencers need to deliver your expectations. And that's where you're gonna create a campaign brief and talk to them, have multiple conversations through Zoom, especially if they're not local, not just through email, and really make it clear what you're expecting from them and pay them you definitely need to pay them so sorry i keep jumping but going back to my stories i worked with that influencer and at the end of the day yes they had some likes but i was pretty much tracking the number of clicks to our um landing page to see i wasn't expecting like a bunch of sales but i was expecting at least click through rates you know and see like who's actually looking at our page. And when I looked at my report, I think we had maybe like two clicks. So for us, that was a failure. And even though this influencer had a large following and they had the ideal client or the ideal audience, at the end of the day for us, it just didn't convert. And I wanted to continue working with them on other campaigns just to see if maybe it was like a fluke and maybe it was just that specific product because it was a brand new product that we had launched. Um, but by then I had already left the company, but I'm just, I'm still curious. Like I hate to say like, did they lie or did they misrepresent themselves? I don't know. Hopefully they didn't and it was just like a fluke because that one product did not work out. But it was a learning experience where when you're working with an influencer, you have to be very clear and very descriptive of what you want because there's a lot of things that happened that I felt like I was being very clear of what was expected from them. And then later I realized like, oh my gosh, like, no, you have to be even more clear. I don't know. I remember, I think it was in high school, I forgot what the class was for, but 
pretty much, I guess it was like for communication. They made us do like this type of skit um, where we had one of our um, classmates sit next to us and then we blindfolded them and then we had to tell them how to create a peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, without showing them anything, just literally verbally telling them how to do it. And it was funny to see them because literally the person that was blindfolded had to create the uh, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich based on what the other person was telling them. So if that person didn't tell them like, open the bag, pull out two slices of bread, then that person would be having trouble, you know, trying to get the bread out of the bag because we didn't tell them to. We just said grab two slices of bread and we weren't being very descriptive, very specific on what we needed to do. And I just remember that was like hilarious. We were all laughing, but it was just a perfect example of this campaign where there were things that I thought were common sense or that I thought like they should know, but it was probably on both ends where I wasn't communicating as specific as possible. And maybe my expectations were different than past um, customers or clients that they've worked with. And so it was a learning experience for both, but that's something to keep in mind when working with influencers. I believe they do help in bringing in a return on investment. However, it's a long game. If you think that just with working with one influencer one time is going to help you get all these followers or get all these sales, that's not going to happen. I really don't think so. I mean, maybe with celebrities, but come on. In the real world, um, we're working for employers and maybe you're working for like a really high-end company, but or you will work for a high-end company. But at the end of the day, um, now like we really need to know what to do and how to manage expectations and just have a, a true partnership with these influencers. Another benefit I believe with working with influencers is that you should see an influencer as another method to reach an audience. So like, for example, if you're going to pay for an ad, it might be hard to track that, you know, unless you have, and again, depending on the ad. So if you have maybe like a print ad, you might have like a QR code that will drive people to a specific link and you're tracking that link. So then at least you can see the number of people that looked at that. But then say if you do a different type of ad and, you're not tracking anything. You don't know how many people actually saw that ad. So same thing with influencers. You need to see it more as like kind of like a billboard in a sense where you're paying to push your content onto a, another audience, but you really don't know if that audience is actually going to convert into sales or um, new followers. So that's why it's very important that you find an influencer that fits your brand. And that's the other thing, not just finding someone that has a similar audience or has your ideal audience, but truly fits your brand. Because that's another thing that there's a lot of influencers that I follow on TikTok that are hilarious or that I love. But I know at the end of the day, I hate to say this, but I probably wouldn't work with them, at least not for the employers that I've worked with, because it just wouldn't make sense. It, it doesn't fit the brand, the culture of that specific company. And that's something else that 
I really need to go in more detail in another episode, especially for Latinos that I see that want to be content creators, because I hate to say this, but in the travel industry, I have not seen that many Latinos, very few Latinos or Latinas in the travel industry. And it could be just my area. I don't know, maybe like in other areas like San Diego, um, it might be different. But here, I personally have not seen that many Latinos. And a lot of the Latinos, I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of the Latinos that I've seen like on TikTok, I think they're cool. But like I mentioned, if their content is more like funny or out there, it might not fit the brand in the area. So I know for a fact that even if I wanted to work with them, it just would not get approved because there's going to be multiple people reviewing everything, um, making sure that whoever you hire, that who's representing pretty much your brand as an ambassador fits your culture, your services, and your products. So just keep that in mind. But I strongly believe that influencers can help you um, in the long run, you know, convert to followers and also um, sales. Okay, now let's talk about content creators. Content creators are people that don't necessarily have to have a large following because you're not hiring them for the number of followers that they have. You're not hiring them for their audience. You're actually hiring them to create content for you and to pretty much use that content and publish it on your social media channels and make it look like it's your own content or make it look like it's user-generated content or make it look like a potential customer could have made that content. So content creators, again, are not people that have large followings. It's more finding content creators that are good in specific areas. So for example, maybe you come across someone that creates really great YouTube videos, right? So, or videos in general, then you might hire them to create videos of like scenic shots in the area or of experiences or stuff like that, right? And then publish those videos on your social media channels where you're sharing a story or talking about your uh, brand. And at no point would you be like giving credit to the content creator. That's why you pay them for that information or say you come across someone that's a content creator that takes like amazing photos same thing you might provide a content creator with the products or the services or you might tell them like these are the photos I need and then you pay them and then they create those photos and then within the photos at the same time you sign a contract because it's all about the licensing um you need to know if you have like the full rights to all the photos or if they're only giving you rights to specific uh, like a specific time frame, and if you can use the photos for anything, some people might not allow for you to use them for paid ads or different things like that. So that's another thing to keep in mind when using content creators is that you pretty much need to have some co- type of contract in place where you're getting full rights to that content. And so that's another thing that if you're going to get full rights to that content to repurpose in different areas in your marketing channels, then be prepared to pay up, you know, give to pay that content creator a good amount of money. And so as a content creator, that could be a plus for you if that's something that you're interested in, because you don't need to rely on having a large following. 
Maybe you enjoy taking photos. Maybe you enjoy creating videos or maybe you enjoy writing blogs. Um, You can get paid to create that type of content for businesses or for visitors bureaus and stuff like that and make money off of it. And I also feel like it's a good way to get your feet wet before becoming a social media manager because a lot of times, especially like the smaller businesses, can't afford can't afford a full-time social media manager or even a freelancer. So if you're able just to get hired like on a project per project basis, that might be even better because then you can get paid for one project that you help with. And then if they like your work, they can hire you again for another project. And then that's how you get repeat business. Plus you get more experience. Plus you can add it to your portfolio. And then obviously they can refer you to their business uh, friends, you know, because a lot of business owners know and network with other business owners. If they see what they're doing on their social media channels and they ask like, oh, wow, where did you get those photos or where did you do those videos? And they can... Uh, recommend you. So that's another thing why, um, as a social media manager, why it's important to work for con- with content creators, um, because then you're not struggling when it comes to sourcing content. But then at the same time, if you are a content creator and want to become a social media manager, it's a perfect way to get experience and without the pressure of like, oh, people don't want to hire me. And you can build up your portfolio. So yeah, I know um, I jumped a lot, but I'm hoping that you have at least a better understanding now of the difference between an influencer and a content creator and the benefits of using both. I strongly believe there's benefits in using both. And if you were to ask me who would you use, I would use both, but honestly, I think maybe I'd start off with the content creator because content creators I mean, I'm sure there are that charge a lot, but for the most part, I don't think they charge that much at the beginning, obviously. Once they're established and well-known, then their prices are going to go up. Um, But I would use a content creator, especially if you have a, again, like a destination uh, business where you're trying to get people to come and either eat at at your restaurant or stay at your hotel or whatever. I would definitely start off with a content creator because as a social media manager, you wear many hats. You might not have the opportunity or the resources to take all these amazing photos. And if there's someone who's local that can create the content for you and just maybe spotlight the area in a different way that no one's really spotlighted it before, that would be amazing, you know, to be able to use that content and those photos or videos or whatever and then you can use them for so many things not just for social media you can repurpose it on your website on your blog if you decide to have a blog your uh, newsletter just so many things that you can do with that content so that's why i said it's very important as a social media manager to work both with influencers and content creators and i don't know i just i really enjoy this part of my um career just working with influencers and content creators and again not all businesses will you be doing that again depending on how big the company is some big companies have like dedicated um influencer marketers that just focus on that or affiliate marketers which is a whole nother avenue but either way i just wanted to 
give you a taste of what to expect if you work with an influencer or a content creator and just the benefits of working for both. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another Influence with Cultura podcast episode. Want more? Head to influencewithcultura.com or go to my show notes to subscribe to my newsletter so you can be the first to know about any new programs and episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on IG at the Latina Travel Marketer so more kick-ass Latinas and women of color marketers can know about this podcast. If you are ready to up-level your marketing and social media career, I invite you to book a discovery call to see how I can best support you. Now remember, you are an asset to any organization and are ready to start that business. You got this. Talk to you next week.